You're listening to the Sport of Business podcast powered by the 321 Go Project. We've talked with over 500 gym owners just like you, and every week we'll bring you the best of the best. We chat with industry experts as well as deliver advice that you can use today. For more, visit 321goproject.com. Three, two, one, go! So we're here with Vaughn uh, from Affiliate Garden. So we got just just got done listening to you present to a room of about thirty affiliate owners on risk and insurance. What would be like just off the top? What are the top three questions that affiliate owners need to be asking when they're looking at insuring themselves? Yeah. So the top three questions they need to ask is um, number one the the financial solvency of the insurer they're doing business with. So that's a question you need to ask your agent or. Hopefully, me. I'm just kidding. Whoever, whoever you're going to be doing business with, that that needs to be that needs to be addressed. That that is a big deal. Number two. What, what does that mean? So financial solvency sure. is essentially can they can they cover it if things go wrong? Right. Right. So insurance is only as good as how much money you have in the till in the event you have a catastrophic loss. So let's use uh, Superstorm Sandy for an example. Um, there was a whole bunch of insurance companies that just got annihilated on that, um, Mm -hmm. on that loss. And they have X amount of money into a till, right? And when all those reserves get exhausted with all these claims and all that stuff, that can hurt their financial solvency rating and make it to where, you know, they got this catastrophic loss on the East coast. And if they're a nationwide carrier and you got a huge earthquake claim on the West coast, Mm -hmm. You know, how much money do we have to play with here in the event of a huge catastrophic loss? So um, that being said, with with, this, with these insurance programs, you, you need to have the financial solvency to pay out a claim in the event you have a catastrophic loss, be it a $1 or $2 million claim, to where, number one, they're not going to squawk at choking out the money because they have it, and number two, making sure you're covered correctly and there's no exclusions on the policy. So if I'm looking at, let's say, five or six different providers, mm-hmm. how do I quickly find out what their financial solvency is? You can either ask your agent you're dealing with or you can pull it up online. It's uh, naic.com and just key in the name of the insurance provider and it will pull it up right there, bam. And they're ra- and so and how are they rated? They rate it like a report card, okay. A through F, Pretty much only want to play with A-rated carriers. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so number one, financial solvency. Number two, what's that second question? Um, number two definitely would be um, how the insurance contract itself looks as far as the exclusion sections go. That is where you're going to find um, basically what this is going to cover, what isn't this going to cover. Insurance companies tell you everything is covered unless it is excluded. So um, when you're getting these proposals, you should ask for a section of the exclusions forms and have your agent review them with a fine-tooth comb, run you through claim scenarios, tell you how coverage would be activated in the event this certain XYZ loss happened. And you're also going to want to address uh, a deductible platform Mm -hmm. where if, say, an athlete gets injured, they go to a local law firm, you get sued, how much money is it going to cost you to fire up their litigation train? Right. Industry standard is anywhere between a $250 to $500 deductible. Um, anything up above that is kind of excessive. So, so you mentioned something, a uh, claim scenario in there. That's pro- is that probably where the, the provider would then break down? I mean, for the affiliate owner, you know the kinds of things that go on in your mm-hmm. box. And so your provider should understand those things as well and be able to provide you those scenarios. Absolutely. Because I, 
I would imagine that if I was presented with a proposal and started reading through the exclusions, that would be tough for me to translate to my day-to-day operations. Right, and that's you know, that's why you want to deal with a specialist, mm-hmm. um, someone that is knows what the heck's going in and out of the gym, down the line from you know, are you going to cover any equipment I make on my own? If, if it fails and someone gets injured, are you going to walk? Are you going to help me out mm-hmm. um, to uh, CrossFit kids or kids training to a little kitty corner where little Johnny can hang out while mom and dad get a workout in. Um, and those are huge liabilities for an affiliate owner, gym owner that, and those should be addressed in its entirety. And another thing too, I would suggest for the end user is, once you start getting into the nitty of the gritty on these exclusions forms and stuff, and you're asking these these scenarios, um, you might want to get them in writing mm-hmm. of what's going to happen, what doesn't right. happen. That way, if something does happen, they say, oh, yeah, you're covered, and the insurance company says, no, we're not, then... You've got a record. Then. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you say, okay, Mr. Agent, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, what's going on here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right, so what's that third thing? So what, what do we have? Um, we've got exclusions. We've got solvency. What's that third question we need to be asking? Um, who's who's defending me? You know, uh-huh. um, a lot of regional carriers, a lot of different carriers. They they'll sub out all all their litigation to, uh, you know, it's kind of like a hired gun. They're going to find a law firm that's going to be the best for their back pocket. You know, this law firm may specialize in malpractice insurance, kind of different than what we do. Of mm-hmm. you know, someone getting banged up doing a snatch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is a question you're going to want to ask is who's Number one, who's the law firm? Number two, what experience do they have in the health and fitness industry in the event of a bodily injury claim? And I'm getting my butt suit off. How educated are they in what it is that we do, right? Mm-hmm. So um, in, in my eyes, that's that's a huge deal. Is, is it is it a common industry practice to to subcontract those legal services? It is with a, a whole bunch of different carriers where – not to toot our own horn, but to, what separates us from the pack is we have our own law firm. All of our litigation is handled in-house, and it's, for lack of a better term, we're pretty much battle-proven on, on that end of the stick. But if you know, you're using your local agent or whatever, that's awesome. Just make damn sure mm-hmm. that if in the event insurance, you never know how good insurance is yep. until you need it, right? Exactly. So just make sure that you feel you have a comfort level with, with who's going to be defending you in, in the event of these of these claims. Um I've been seeing a lot of uh, other carriers coming up into the marketplace that wouldn't touch us with a 10-foot pole three or four years ago. Now they're getting into the game and just, you know, tread lightly. You might want to ask your agent or whoever you're dealing with of, you know, how long has this insurer been in yep. the health and fitness yep. industry for? You know, what yep. are, just stuff like that. So, so my, my affiliation, let's just say hypothetically, my affiliation just got approved. I picked out a space. I'm getting my lease negotiated. Now – Next step in that process, I need to start looking at insurance. How many how many proposals should I get? Like what what can I shop it around? What am I obligated to once I receive a proposal? You know, two or three quotes is more than ample mm-hmm. in my eyes. Um, and you know, when you're into the process too of uh, buttoning up your lease and getting your doors open and stuff like that, you're in my eyes, you're going to want to get that uh, lease agreement to your insurance provider to make sure, number one, you're in compliance. Number two, that this isn't going to cost any more money on, on the insurance end. So um, kind of a, like I was mentioning before, it's kind of a different uh, landscape with landlords now than it was several years ago, being that the economy's turned for the better. 
So, you know, we're looking now, sometimes a uh, landlord will want you to carry a $5 million umbrella. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's going to cost you several thousand additional premium a year. And it's good to negotiate those things before the deal is inked. Um, you're going to want to look for, uh, have some legal counsel review your lease as well. I mean, if, if the, if you live in like Arizona and the air conditioner breaks down, mm-hmm. you know, that's landlord's property. Why in the heck do you need to fix it if it breaks down? Right. So that is stuff like that, that you need to be educated on. And, and so you should probably be looking at those two things simultaneously then yeah. instead of viewing them in separate silos in your business. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, that's, I mean, a lot of great advice on, on finding coverage. Moving on uh, quickly to risk. Mm. Where, where are some very unnecessary ways that affiliate owners are exposing themselves to risk that you've seen? Um, <clears throat> it is borderline shocking with uh, um, some of the claims we get drawn into where there is no waivers to be found. And that's, that is a big freaking deal. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, that's number one with your intake process. You know, everybody signs off on a waiver. That's that that has to be scripture, best mm-hmm. practices. Mm-hmm. Um, with if you're offering like a, a kitty corner and stuff, um, you really need to get your eyes dotted and T's crossed. It needs to be totally blocked off from where the workouts are performed. Um, the only way mom and dad are going to leave your facility is in the scope of your programming mm-hmm. or in an ambulance. You know, you don't. Mom and dad are there to work and leave. Yep. Don't want them yep. going to Whole Foods, making a grocery run, leaving little Johnny there, mm-hmm. right? And so you'd mentioned uh, on that kitty corner thing, <clears throat> um, one thing that you'd mentioned is that kitty corner be blocked off, but in full visibility right. if it's not, doesn't have a dedicated staff member. Right. Yeah, so uh, like a little pony wall, mm-hmm. three or four foot high. Um, leave the kids in there. There's always eyes on the kids. You should implement a uh, sign-in and sign-out sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need resources for that, there's a free download on my website. Um, so that being said, with with that end of the stick, um, it's it's a huge liability, yet it's something that needs to happen for your community. I mean, it's mm-hmm. yeah, you know, absolutely. You get mom during summertime as well. You know, moms mm-hmm. want to get their workout in. Um, young kids, so you need to have those parameters in place. Now, if you do have a, a section where there is like a designated room, there's a door, there's no visibility. That needs to be, you need to have formal supervision in place yep, for that. Yep. Um, background checks done mm-hmm. on anybody interacting with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, have a lot of affiliate owners that will work out a trade um, on the membership, having a mom hang out for the hour or whatever. So that's that's best practices in my eyes. Gotcha. So, um, so wrapping it up, what mm-hmm. are some of the things? So on your website, where can people go just that are shopping around? So if you're looking for new coverage, if you're looking to – Make sure that I'm not doing anything ridiculous to expose myself right. to risk. What are some of the resources, the free resources that you offer for people that uh, they can go check out? Yeah, they can check out my website. Um, got a whole bunch of uh, risk management on there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want a formal proposal, just fill out the new affiliate application, issue it to us. We're a 24-hour turnaround time, and then I like to do a 10-minute phone call, mm-hmm. walk you through every line item, tell you how they work, what what to do, what not to do in the event of, you know, someone getting banged up or, you know, for having landlord issues, stuff like that. So, and you, and you had mentioned have, having access to things like, um, like emergency pro like injury mm-hmm. in protocol, like mm-hmm. just kind of boilerplate stuff that people right. can use that. I mean, honestly, most affiliate owners aren't really thinking about that when they're looking to open. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there too. Um, <clears throat> so this, uh, document, um, that's on the website there is free download and it, 
it'll list injuries anywhere from like raking your shin on a box jump to um, having a bone stick out of your skin from breaking your leg Mm -hmm. and just kind of what procedures to take on that end of the stick. Um, I really try to harp too with when you guys have your coaches meetings, um, how to address a claim correctly as far as writing down the incident report form, getting a copy of the waiver, shooting it up to, to us so we can take a review on it to think it's where it's going to go. Um, that's, that's kind of how that stuff looks. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, check that out. And the website is? AffiliateGuard.info. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Vaughn. Thanks, brother. Thanks for listening to the Sport of Business podcast. If you found this valuable, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. For more information, head over to 321goproject.com.